right. It's oops all rat time. What? Boy. <laughs> you all thought wrestling's real people are fake was stupid, and then I come in with that shit. Maybe I won't use that again. Maybe maybe we'll just keep this one between us, and I won't have to do that again. Um, but hello everybody, welcome to another brand new episode of Bummer Slam with me, local celebrity and um local embarrassment. Conversely, Rowdy Rat Girl. Hello, welcome to Bummer Slam. Happy Bummer Slam, everybody. Um, today I'm doing another Oops All Rat episode, an episode with just me. Haven't done one of those in a couple of weeks. It might be an every other week kind of thing. I have no idea. I don't plan this shit out. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about the 2020 Royal Rumble and kind of giving my review, my overall thoughts about what happened because, quite frankly, it wasn't my favorite pay-per-view that I've seen recently. Um, we'll get more into that later. I would, before I begin the show, um, like to mention that I haven't really been watching a lot of current WWE programming. Haven't really been watching a lot of the WWE brand as of late. Um, and that's mostly because if you know me, you know that I love Bret Hart. You know that I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been watching a lot of material on the WWE Network from that time period, the mid to late 90s. I've been going through old Raws. I love old Monday Night Raws because they're so fucking wacky. I just watched one the other day. Um, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, I'm sure you have seen this before. But uh, Stone Cold and Brian Pillman, they like used to be friends or whatever. And Stone Cold betrayed Brian Pillman and fucked up his ankle or his knee or something like that. I think it was his ankle, but whatever. Um, and so he's out of wrestling. He's like hobbling around, angry that Stone Cold has taken this from him. And he's being interviewed at his home. And rumor has it that Stone Cold has been circling the neighborhood. He's going to kill Brian Pillman. And the interviewer's like, Brian, aren't you scared? Do you fear for your life because Stone Cold is out there looking for you? And Brian Pillman's like, fuck nah, I got this. And he pulls out a gun. A gun. It's Monday Night Raw. It's not fucking law and order. Are you serious? That blew my mind. I don't think I've ever seen... Well, I have seen a gun on Monday Night Raw, but never used in that way. Holy shit. And of course, Stone Cold does come up to Brian Pillman's house. He fights all the little mini-bosses he has to fight before he can fight Brian Pillman. Breaks the window. Breaks into his house. Brian Pillman's waving the gun around and screaming. Stone Cold's screaming. Brian Pillman's wife is crying in the corner. It's like, it's kind of grotesque and it's not funny, but it is extremely funny because this is wrestling this is peak fucking wrestling dog why would i watch what's on tv right now when i can experience these amazing <laughs> moments from the past that make me laugh and make me love wrestling as much as i ever have that's my explanation so um i mentioned this not just because i wanted to talk about that fucking crazy ass episode of raw from the 90s um but because I want you all to know that I'm not as caught up on what's going on with the storylines in, say, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, any of that stuff. I'm not as caught up on what's going on with all of that right now. So bear with me if I miss something or I get confused or, like, something obvious happens and I don't get it. It's because I don't watch it, quite frankly. I think I got all of my preliminary stuff out of the way. So let's get into the Royal Rumble. Let's talk about the 2020 Royal Rumble. 
Um, I've talked about this a little bit before on the show, but the Royal Rumble is my jam. It's my, I would say it's my favorite annual WWE pay-per-view. I mean, I love a SummerSlam, but there's nothing like a Royal Rumble. Um, because you get to see everybody wrestle everybody else. You get to see people that maybe you wouldn't otherwise get to see fight, fight in this crazy-ass pandemonium. And it's a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. Um, the rules for the Royal Rumble, this is very important. Um, this comes directly from the Royal Rumble. Two superstars will start in the ring. Every 90 seconds, another superstar will enter. Superstars are eliminated by going over the top rope. That's very important. If you go through the middle rope or the bottom rope and your feet touch the floor, it doesn't matter. You're still in. You have to go over the top rope. Both feet must touch the floor to be eliminated. And the winner gets a championship match at WrestleMania. That's a huge deal, dog. So there's like... A, there's a lot of high stakes. It's really important that you win the Royal Rumble if you want a title shot at WrestleMania. Um, and so people take it very seriously. It's a little more high stakes than some of the other pay-per-views that they do. And it doesn't start immediately with the Royal Rumble. Obviously, it's a pay-per-view. They have to fit four hours in. That blew my mind. That was a fucking long sit. Four hours. God. I remember when Raws were 45 minutes long. That's wacky. Anyway. The first match of this four-hour-long fucking hellscape is Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which is fun. So, like, if you're not familiar with the Falls Count Anywhere match, if you pin somebody outside of the ring, you pin them in real life. If they die in the game, they die in real life. So, say a regular wrestling match, you would have to get pinned in the ring for it to, for it to count. And here, Falls Count Anywhere. That's why it's called a fucking Falls Count Anywhere match, you silly bitch. Um, I've noticed as the years go by that Roman Reigns, he gets booed less and less. This time I feel like it was about half and half of boos and cheers with his entrance. Um, here's my opinion on Roman Reigns. Uh, he's fine. He's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with Roman Reigns. He's been through a lot recently. You know, he had cancer and he had to he had to quit for a while. He's in remission. And I think he's really improved as a wrestler as well. Like, especially with his character, he's not so wooden. And his moves are a lot better. But I do understand why people hate seeing him in the main event all the time. Shit gets old. You want to see fresher faces. And, you know, they were trying to shove Roman down our throats for a really long time. I will admit that. And... Shit gets old after a while, you know what I mean? This match was really interesting. Um, I don't really know who Baron Corbin is. I assume that he won King of the Ring, and that's why he's King Corbin. He's going the way of uh, Owen Hart and the Macho King, Randy Savage, trying to trying to have the King aesthetic be his thing now. Um, this was a, a fun match, though, even though I didn't really know very much about Baron Corbin. It was crazy, of course, because it was a false Count Anywhere match. I thought it was a really good way to start off the show. Um, the thing about this match that I wanted to talk about, because it was a pretty standard wrestling match, was, you know, falls Count Everywhere. And so, of course, they're outside of the ring, kicking the shit out of each other. Roman gets the upper hand over King Corbin, and oh, he looks over, and there's a whole row of porta potties sitting right there, and he's like, Hmm, a prop? Let me use the prop. So he throws King Corbin into the porta potty, slams the door, wheels the porta potty away, which is interesting. 
porta potties don't generally have wheels on them, and uh, knocks it over with Baron Corbin inside. It's great, wonderful, fantastic. That's the kind of shit that I like. Um, when Baron Corbin came out, he was covered in some sort of <laughs> of gray substance. Uh, assume for yourself what that might be. That was crazy. It was great. Uh, they fought all over the arena, of course. It was super fun. They went into the crowd for a little while, and they were going up the ramp, and Roman finally got the upper hand, pinned King Corbin, won the match. Overall, it was fun. It was crazy. It was high energy. Set up the, set up the pay-per-view pretty well. Um, probably will never watch it again, if I'm being completely honest, unless I want to show somebody that porta potty stuff, because that was kind of funny. But, you know, it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> Not to diss Roman Reigns. Uh, the next match of the night was the Women's Royal Rumble. I love the Women's Royal Rumble. The women's roster in WWE right now is fucking fire, bro. It's okay, the first entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble was Alexa Bliss. Who doesn't love Alexa Bliss? She comes up, she's doing her thing, always been very popular. Um, I didn't really take a ton of notes on the Women's Royal Rumble because, much to my dismay, I didn't love the Women's Royal Rumble this year. It was really hard to beat after last year's, though. I mean, come on. It was so high stakes. Lana was supposed to come out and wrestle, but her fucking leg was all fucked up. And so Becky Lynch comes out, who had already lost against Asuka that night, so she, like, wasn't going to be in the Royal Rumble. She comes out and she's like, I can wrestle for Lana. Let me wrestle for Lana. And they go back and forth like, oh, no, you can't do that. Let me do it. Oh, no, you can't do it. He finally lets her do it. And she wins the whole fucking thing. The underdog, the ultimate underdog wins the entire Royal Rumble. It can't get more perfect than that. It was so good. And this year, they were trying so hard to even match that. And they just couldn't do it because last year's was so good. So I will take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because sequels are almost never better. You know what I mean? So obviously this one was going to not be as good. Uh, some highlights from the Women's Royal Rumble. We got to see the return of Molly Holly, who was a superhero, I guess. I don't really remember her being a superhero when I was a kid, but, you know, she's doing her thing, I guess. Uh, Kelly Kelly also came back for a very brief moment. That was kind of cool. And Santina Morella, that shit was fucking dumb. Um, I think it was supposed to be funny, but it was honestly just fucking dumb. I didn't laugh. Uh, I can't imagine who would laugh at that. It was just fucking dumb. That's really all I have to say about that. Um, we also saw the return of Naomi, who I was delighted to see. I love Naomi. She comes out looking fly as hell with her light up shoes. And she comes in, she starts kicking ass. She starts to kick Charlotte's ass. Charlotte kicks her ass. And they're like, wait, let's form an alliance and gang up on these other girls. Do that for a little while. Naomi, she gets thrown off the top rope and she lands on the barricade, which is exactly what she fucking did last year. Uh, absolutely nothing different there. It was cool as hell when she did it last year. Don't get me wrong, because she, she stands on the barricade, balances on it, jumps onto the, the uh, metal stairs, and gets back into the ring without being eliminated because both of her feet did not touch the floor. Well, she did the exact same shit this year. 
pretty much no difference. Um, it was it was exactly the same actually because immediately after she does all that cool stuff, she gets eliminated for real and is out of the match. And it's like, wow, like this was cool last year, but maybe you could have <laughs> you could have integrated her into the match a little bit more, a little bit differently, because Naomi is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. It would have been great to see her do something still athletic, but not the same as what we're used to seeing. Um, another highlight, my girl Shayna Baszler comes out. I love Shayna Baszler. You can't not love Shayna Baszler. She's from my home state. There aren't really a lot of us. It's basically her and uh, Brock Lesnar, of course, and then uh, me and um, Bob Barker. And that's all of us. Those are all of us. Shayna Baszler comes out and immediately eliminates a million people. She was there for like two minutes and she eliminated seven people, which was absolutely fucking wacky. It was crazy. She just comes in and cleans house. I mean, I wasn't terribly surprised because she just absolutely slayed at Survivor Series this year. She's real big up and comer in NXT. Can't wait to see where she goes. Hometown pride there for Shayna Baszler. Love that girl. Um... The final four in the Women's Royal Rumble ended up being Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia. That's interesting. Beth eliminates Natalia because of course she fucking does. Because Natalia eliminated Beth Phoenix in the Royal Rumble two years ago. This is just a repeat of stuff that we've already seen. I hate it. It's the worst. The Women's Royal Rumble is so cool. The women's roster is amazing right now. There's so much potential to make something fresh and interesting out of the Women's Royal Rumble. And this year, they just didn't want to do it. They just wanted to do the same stuff that they've done because it has worked the last two years, which I think is stupid. Don't do it again. I have high hopes for it next year. Um, well, Charlotte won. Charlotte Flair won because of course she did. Because she didn't win last year. She was in the final two and she was eliminated by Becky. Um, I don't I don't mean to say that like in a derogatory way against Charlotte Flair. Because Charlotte Flair fucks. I am very happy to see her win. Um, I will say that if they continue on this pattern, which I hope they don't. And Shayna Baszler keeps building her star power. I predict that she will win the Royal Rumble next year. I didn't love the Women's Royal Rumble. I didn't love it. Um... It, while it's good to see Charlotte Flair get to go to WrestleMania again, that's amazing. Um, I feel like last year's Rumble was better. It was more exciting, it was less predictable, and they weren't relying on the same old stuff that they always do. Um, like I said, though, I have high hopes for the future. Hopefully next year they can pull out something a little bit, little bit better than what they did this year. The next match of the night was Bayley versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship title um this was a really nice little match it was good wrestling i would say it's nothing to write home about um this is kind of an interesting matchup i wouldn't really have put the two of these girls together myself uh but i kind of like it uh lacey evans is an interesting character kind of like a southern belle who kicks ass she's she's gone through a lot of character development this year it's been it's been interesting to see her growth and she's a hell of a wrestler too really good to Really good to see some newer talent. And um, Bailey, I'm a fan of the new Bailey. You know, I mean, she used to be all hugs and smiles and what other, but now she's like, I'm going to speak to the manager. I have dark hair. 
Everything sucks, and I'm the champion now, bitch. Yes, Bailey. And she's had a great run over the last, like, year or so with this new, darker, edgier character. And so it was it was interesting to see Lacey versus Bailey. Um, you know, good wrestling, good good storytelling overall. Nothing fantastic. Bailey won. Of course she won. She retained her SmackDown Women's Championship title. Bailey is obviously the more popular of those two wrestlers, so that was a little bit predictable. Um, it would have been nice to see a title change, but I don't think Bailey is done with her reign yet. So we're gonna get some more Bailey content as the championship going into the new year, which is great. Overall, like the match. One of the one of the more middle of the road matches, but it was still really fun to watch. Moving on, the next match was the Fiendbury Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship title. There were a lot of title matches tonight. Um, I think there were three, plus the two Royal Rumbles, which is, it's quite a lot. I mean, it is a pay-per-view, so you knew they were going to be championship title matches. Um, but this seems kind of like a lot. I haven't really watched a recent pay-per-view in a little, a little while, admittedly, as I talked about before. But this seems, this just seems like kind of a lot of content. Um, they start off this match with this little package Daniel Bryan was a heel, I guess. I missed that. That's a very interesting choice. I would never make Daniel Bryan a heel. Um, in his package before the match, he was talking about the Yes Movement coming back and changing him as a person, which was whatever. I mean, I was lost. I was like, why Why the fuck did they make Daniel Bryan a heel? That's silly. It's a silly choice. Everyone loves Daniel Bryan. Um, but yeah, that was whatever. The Fiend Bray Wyatt thing it's just kind of mankind dude love, isn't it? Like, he's... I'm not trying to diss Bray Wyatt because he's my birthday twin, so we're connected on a deep level. Um, but even though I'm interested in both of those characters, The Fiend and Bray Wyatt, I've seen this before, you know? Mick Foley did this 20 years ago. And it is admittedly a bit different, but I think there are enough similarities that it's almost too close. And I think there should be more complexity and more variety in what's going on in that character, in either of those characters, quite frankly, because I do not love the sunshiny Bray Wyatt. I liked cult leader Bray Wyatt. That was fire. If it was cult leader Bray Wyatt in The Fiend, I think I would have a different opinion about it, but I do not love sunshiny Bray Wyatt. I wish it would stop. <laughs> Perhaps someday it will, but I'm also not in charge of creative, so... I'm just going to yell about it on my podcast. Bummer slam. Um, also, his entrance is 15 hours long. It is the longest thing in the entire world. Um, I really like the lantern that has his face on it. I think that's cool and scary. But uh, if he could cut it down to less than less than three minutes, I'm sure it was less than that. But God, it felt like fucking forever. If he could cut it down to less than that, he'd be golden. Um, I like both of these wrestlers a fair amount, and I thought this was a fun match, even though it had kind of a lackluster ending. I don't, I didn't really get it. <laughs> the ending, it felt like it ended kind of abruptly. I thought that Daniel had some more fight in him, uh, because obviously the Fiend won, kept his Universal Championship. Again, no title change there. Um, I didn't like the ending. I also don't like this rivalry. Um... 
I don't think it really makes sense. I don't understand why they're fighting, and I don't really buy it. That sounds kind of harsh, but I don't, I don't believe it. Uh, and I think that's important. I think that's something that you kind of have to take into account when you book people together to wrestle. Is this a feasible match? And, like, I get it, because Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan are both two huge superstars, you know? They're both big draws. So they're like, oh, I guess we should put them together. And I understand that, but, you know, from a fan's perspective, these are two personalities that I, d I don't feel like they belong together in the ring. <laughs> so that was that match. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, whatever he likes to be called, keeps his Universal Championship the next match is Asuka versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship title. This was the singles match that I was most excited about because I love both of these wrestlers. I love Asuka. I love Becky Lynch. They are, I, w I would say, maybe the two best wrestlers in the company, regardless of anything. Um, they always put on a great show. They are great performers. And I love this rivalry. Like, ooh, Becky beats everyone all the time, but she just can't seem to beat Asuka. Will it happen tonight? I love that. Um, and Jerry Lawler, who was on commentary for this match, was talking about his rivalry between Bret Hart and how he sees parallels between the rivalry between Asuka and Becky Lynch in his rivalry between himself and Bret Hart. How, oh, Bret always had the physical advantage. He was always, always winning and how he felt that Asuka was the one who had the physical advantage and mental advantage in this particular fight. It was very interesting. And quite frankly, I didn't know it was going to happen. Um, I wasn't sure if Asuka was going to beat her once again, keep, keep this storyline going, or if Becky was finally going to get it. So I was invested in it, and I bought it. It was really interesting for me. Um, there were a million near falls in this match. I love a near fall. Always a sucker for a near fall. Always get excited. Always I'm like, ah! um, maybe not like that. <laughs> I've been making that noise a couple of times in this episode, which is a choice, but perhaps it's a theme. Um, this match also really felt like a tough, tough fight. Um, Asuka ended up tapping out, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't prepared for Becky to win, um, especially towards the end of the match. I was like, I think it's going to be Asuka. But I really should have seen it coming because she's she's the clear favorite. She's like the superstar in the company right now. So of course she's going to finally beat Asuka. Um, to be fair though, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be on this particular pay-per-view. Uh, so yeah, that was a really, a really nice surprise. I really liked that match. It was a good match. I'm really happy with how it went. Um, probably my second favorite moment of the night was the women's match we'll get to the first in just a second and that is the men's royal rumble booker t was on commentary which was so good to see love booker t also love when there's a special guest um old wrestler on commentary or something somebody that i followed like when i was a kid always fun last year beth phoenix i believe was on commentary for the women's royal rumble so that was fun um yeah booker t love booker t Brock Lesnar from Webster, South Dakota. Woo, South Dakota. Uh, that's the last time I'll woo for Brock Lesnar. Was the first entrant. And I could probably end the entire podcast right there. I am so fucking sick of Brock Lesnar. He was so cool 
for a very long time. Like, especially when I was a little kid, he was like my guy for a while. I loved Brock Lesnar, especially when he wrestled Kurt Angle at that WrestleMania, I think it was 19, 19 or 18, something like that. He was my guy, my guy for a long time. But I feel like he's become such a monster of a character and his only personality is that he never loses. And I want something else, anything else, anything else. Oh my God. I'm just, I'm just so sick of him winning all the time. I'm so sick of seeing him be the beast or whatever the fuck. Brock eliminated 13 fucking people with almost no struggle. I think he tied with, I want to say Braun Strowman, but don't quote me on that, with uh, the most eliminations in any Royal Rumble ever, which is fucking crazy. It really pissed me off too because Kofi came out. And I was like, oh, there's going to be a fight between Kofi and Brock because of what happened at that Raw. Or I can't even remember if it was a Raw, but he beat him in like eight seconds. And I was like, okay, come on. This, there's going to get, there's going to be some vengeance happening here. Kofi is going to fight Brock Lesnar. Didn't happen. Almost no struggle. They fought for a minute, a little bit, which was way more than Brock had been fighting with anyone else up until that point. Um... But Brock eliminated Kofi. And I was kind of pissed about that. I thought that Kofi was going to eliminate Brock, get his karmic retribution finally cashed in, but that did not happen. I I realized that it sounds like I'm shitting on Brock Lesnar a lot here, but I absolutely fucking hated the first half hour or so of this Royal Rumble because nothing happened. It was it was honestly just Brock squashing guys left and right. And and yeah, we get it. He's strong, but it's also the most boring thing in the world to watch. Nobody wants to see that anymore. We've seen Brock squash guys in eight seconds, okay? We know he can do it. Let's see him fight. Let's see him do something else. If you want to continue to shove Brock Lesnar down our throats, can we see him do something different? How about that? Well, then Drew McIntyre comes out. And Drew McIntyre is a guy who I've always kind of known about. He's always been on my radar. I can't say I really know anything about Drew McIntyre, to be perfectly honest. Like, I've seen him wrestle and whatnot, but I couldn't tell you, you know, what his favorite color is, anything like that. Um, so he comes out, gets in the ring, he stands off with Brock, they're just kind of looking at each other, and then, with an assist from Ricochet, kicks him right the fuck over the top rope and eliminates Brock Lesnar. I was shocked. And I think I said out loud, Drew McIntyre is going to win the Royal Rumble. Holy shit. Um, it was amazing. Got a huge pop from the crowd. Huge pop from me at home. Imagine the crowd. I, man, things went back to normal after this, though. Um, no one guy was dominating the whole match, and there was some variety in who was being showcased. You know, AJ Styles had a little bit of a thing. Got to watch him for a while against Drew McIntyre. Everything was going really well. <laughs> Brock. Um... Countdown happens, as it does every 90 seconds at the Royal Rumble. Goes to zero. All of a sudden, you think you know me. And I got straight chills, bro! Edge! Edge came out after nine years of not wrestling. After nine years! I was so surprised to see him. Because there was this Twitter thing not very long ago where he was like, I'm not going to wrestle again, guys. I know you guys want to see me wrestle again, but it's just not going to happen. And whenever people get re hurt really bad, like Edge did, 
and they say they've retired and they're not going to come back, I, I believe them every single time. I believe CM Punk, I mean, he has not wrestled yet, but it certainly could happen. Um, it's the best way to fool me. Just say that you're hurt and you're not going to come back. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to come back. And I'll pop every time when you do come back because you fooled me. You lied to my face. But you know what? I'm happy to see you. Um, Edge, Edge kind of slayed at this Royal Rumble. He did come in at a, a fairly late slot in the game. But he, he was holding his own against the younger guys. The final four of the Men's Royal Rumble ended up being Edge, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre, who eliminated Brock Lesnar not long ago. Um, Edge was doing great. Everybody was having a grand old time with him. He had this great little thing with Randy Orton where they had a little bit of an alliance for a while, and they reunited their old rated RKO tag team, and it was so nice. Put a big smile on my face. Uh, but, of course, Randy Orton is going to be Randy Orton. And he tried to eliminate Edge. They had a great little moment where Randy was about to eliminate him. Edge turned around at the last minute, caught him red-handed, and Randy was like, eh, got a, got a laugh from the crowd, which I thought was very funny. I don't really ever hear them laugh. They usually just, like, woo and stuff. Um, but Edge is too wise for that shit, and he counter-eliminated Randy instead. He got a big pop. Uh, Roman Reigns ended up eliminating Edge, and we're straight back to booing Roman Reigns again, I guess. All that progress that we made the last year or so has just gone straight down. Sorry, Roman. Um, and then Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania. This is, this is the kind of change that I wanted to see. Anyone else winning one thing one fucking time and going to WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre has never won the Royal Rumble before. So this was kind of an emotional moment for him it was really nice to see him see him get his moment after wrestling for so long um i liked the last half of the royal rumble the first half throw it away it's trash get rid of it you might think it's amazing to see one guy squashing all of these guys but i fucking don't because i've seen it everywhere for the last 15 years and i don't care anymore really good to see edge though <laughs> very excited about edge Excited about Drew McIntyre, too, even though, you know, I don't know much about him. It's nice to see someone different get their thing. Um, yeah, excited to see where he goes. In WrestleMania, as far as that goes, really, really excited. Overall, um, last year the Women's Royal Rumble was the best match on the entire card. And this year, I really feel like the men's rumble was the best match on the card. Um, perhaps it'll be different this year. Perhaps they're just alternating who gets the best one every year because, you know, the women's royal rumble has only been a thing for three years now. Um, but even though I didn't love the women's royal rumble, it was still good. Men's royal rumble was good. Oscar versus Becky Lynch was good. All of the matches were at least fine. I was okay with everything. Um... I would love to see them step up their game. I would love to see them keep innovating and changing in the way that I know they want to and the way that I know they have to to continue to compete with their competition. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, there were also no title changes tonight at all, which I thought was very strange. Um, it, Like I said before, it's a pay-per-view you know, if you have title matches, it's kind of expected that there will be a title change at some point. And that straight just didn't happen, which I thought was really, really odd. Um, 
and looking back on it now, maybe that's why I didn't love this Royal Rumble. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> you win some, you lose some, I guess. Can't, can't like everything, but overall, I would give, I would give 2020 Royal Rumble a B plus. Could be better, but it also could be worse, you know? I don't feel like I wasted my time, uh, even though it was four fucking hours. Really? Four hours and an eighth of that was Brock Lesnar squashing, guys. That's all I'll say about that. Um, that's the Royal Rumble, everybody. Hate to, hate to end on that note where I kind of sound irritated, but you know, I am a little bit irritated because wrestling's real, <laughs> people are fake, whatever it takes. <laughs>